Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast live from State Farm Stadium. It's the post-game show, the red and white practice. It's also the, de- the debut for this newest member of the podcast, Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, Saul Bookman in the house, the GM, Greg Dorch. Welcome, Greg. Thanks so much. <laughs> Caught a touchdown today, ran up here, jumped on the post-game show. Man, it was fun. Uh, just getting back out there with everybody, uh, new coaches, new, uh, new teammates. Um, today was fun. There's a lot of fans out here. It was really fun. We finally added some playmaking to this crew. Yes. Uh, no, no disrespect to Saul Bookman. <laughs> he probably brings the most out of uh, the three of us. Zero. Zero. <laughs> but I feel like when at, when your career is over, Greg, it's you're going to have an autobiography out there. It's going to be the art of getting open. I mean, it's unbelievable how much space you create out there. You continue <laughs> to do it today. You've done it all training camp. What is? Can you can you break it down for us? Yeah, man. Honestly, it's just a gift from God. Honestly, like I'm, I've been blessed to be able to, to just make people miss in spaces and um, just create opportunities for myself and just get open. Like I can't really put too much on me, man. I'm, it's really a God gift. A God God gift talent. I'm not trying to set you up for failure by any stretch of the imagination, but what's the difference between last year and this year in terms of camp? Uh, I think from a player standpoint, I think the coaches this year are taking care of our bodies a little bit more. Um, I know camp is supposed to be tough, but um, I just think their philosophy and how they look at taking care of us and making sure we're ready to go, I think they're doing a really good job at that. Greg, you would pop off last year for big games, touchdowns, yardage, and then we would watch this podcast, this show, and 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 we would be adamant that why isn't he getting more opportunities? Was it yeah. frustrating for you last year to be as productive as you were? You were the number one receiver, advanced metrics, and separation. And and you probably had a bunch of people telling you, where's the opportunities? Do you feel like that's going to change in, in this year and you're given those opportunities because you've earned them? Uh, Nothing's earned, man, in this league. Um, I would be lying if I said I wasn't frustrated. Um, but just coming from where I came from, um, before I even got to the Cardinals, I was at home sitting on the couch just waiting for an opportunity. And then I got my opportunity with the Cardinals, um, got on the practice squad, and I've just been working from day one. Um, so, like, I wasn't. I didn't feel like they, they owed me an opportunity. I was just waiting. And when it came, I took advantage of that. And that's what the NFL is, man. When you get your number called, you got to either step up and perform or it may, it may never get caught again. So um, definitely was frustrating just because I'm a competitor and I want to go out there and I want to show what I can do. But when your number's called, you just got to take advantage of that. And I feel like I did that. I'll never say you're content because I don't think you're content. I'm sure you, you still want to do a lot in this league and you've got some – 
high aspirations and you've you had a fantastic season but are you seeing that your hard work is paying off at least i mean what your performance last year in training camp translated to snaps in the regular season it translated to you coming back here going into a big contract season for yourself you get opportunities like joining you know, PHNX sports, other <laughs> things outside of that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you got to feel like, yeah. you know, things are trending in the right direction yeah, after all that fun. hard work. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a it's a great feeling just to just see all the hard work. And, man, it's been a long journey for real. This is my fifth team. If, if nobody knows about anything about my journey, this is my fifth team. This is my fifth year in the NFL. Um, I played on three different teams as a rookie. Um, getting cut and just getting told you're not good enough. Um, 19 years old, leaving school early. Man, it's, it's been a long journey. So just to see all the hard work paying off, um, it feels really good. But this is really just the beginning. Like, I, I feel like I have so much more in the tank to show everybody. So I'm excited. I mean, listen, man, this brother's got a lot of things going for him, yeah. for sure. Like, everything seems like it's trending in the right direction. Let's talk about one of those things, us. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, obviously, we, we reached out to you, and we were like, hey, you know, we want we want to give you an opportunity to do a few things. Some of these things we're not going to tell you about because we're going to tease them for later on. Uh, but we got some pretty cool things in the works. You're going to be joining us the entire preseason. Um, you know, what, what, what about us appealed to you, and why did you want to kind of dabble in the podcast uh, podcast space? Uh, well, for one, for me, I feel like I'm not really a guy who likes to talk like that as much. Like, I'll talk to people, but you kind of have to, like, start it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this to, like, this is kind of new for me. Like, I never thought I would do something like this, but it's good to get out and let people hear your voice. And um, I don't know. It's a good thing. My my dad actually listens to you guys' podcast. Oh, so that's fantastic. He was excited. Like, oh, yeah? Oh, I love this podcast. You're going to be on it. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to my dad, man. But I'm excited to be on this, man. I'm excited. Y'all, you guys are good people. You yeah. have a tremendous story, man. Yeah. That was one of the things when, when, when your name came up and we started talking, it was like, dude, how do we, how do we not – how do we not go with Greg? Like he's, mm-hmm. he's got such a tremendous story. Uh, you're a man of faith. Like there's a lot of things that you've gone through in your life, a lot of obstacles that, but you've still managed to navigate them all to get to this point. I think mm-hmm. you're, yeah, as we start to learn more about you, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people are going to understand is your inspirational story and you'll end up being an inspiration to a lot of people, if not already. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, I just think about all the, the kids who are told they, they, they're too big or too small um, not fast enough, um, can't play D1 level, can't make it to the NFL. Man, those are just opinions, man. Don't listen to anybody. Just keep your head down, um, pray, go to church, man. Just uh, just work hard. And it'll pay off at the end of the day. I, I promise you it'll pay off. He scored a touchdown today, the newest member of the PHNX Cardinals podcast, Mr. Greg Dorch. We're going to let him go back and eat his food. Well, can we can we find out what kind of ball Clayton Toonstone looks like a pretty ball out there? I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it. He's getting more comfortable and more comfortable. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm not going to lie. I'm really excited just there, to watch him play. There was a play. It wasn't the touchdown, but it was a good anticipation where you'd kind of come across the field, and he, he didn't leave you waiting. It looked good from t- uh, number yeah, 15. Yeah, a couple days ago in practice. No, today. I think it was – Today oh, yeah, 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 the dig. Yeah, 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 that was really nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just just getting the reps with him, man. He's getting more comfortable, and I can just feel a, a connection growing. Yeah. So it's exciting. Yeah, cool. we're excited to have you a part of our crew. It's a, your fan favorite amongst our fans, the Cardinal fans, and that was 
I mean, one of the biggest reasons you bring up Greg Dorch and, and people light up. So yeah. thank you so much for hopping on with us. We look forward to chatting with you all throughout the course of the preseason. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys. Man. Thank cool, you, man. Appreciate thank you. you. Cool. I, I want Greg to think about something, too. We're going to let him go. Maybe we'll tease this for a future appearance. Who his goat, Demon Deke, is? Is it CP3? Is it Duncan? We'll get that answer later. we got to get <laughs> that answer later it. because – We've uh, taken too much of his time today, but we're excited. Much more of Greg Dortch, of course, coming up here on this very podcast, PHNX Cardinals, PHNX Sports. We got a lot to break down, Johnny Venerable. Well, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You got the newest member of the podcast out there putting on a show for you know the Cardinal fandom here. First study of the scrimmage yeah, right there. It was, it was fantastic. It was typical Greg Dortch fashion. It was not a cupcake, but very much yards after catch. The separation was on display, and people are fired up. 83 forcing his way on the field. He's catching punts out there. I, I, To me, the standouts, and we tease it in the show title, of this scrimmage, which, by the way, was much more physical than anything w- that we saw from the prior regime last year, was Michael Wilson and Greg Dorch and the music that they're making right now at the receiver <laughs> position. Yak, physicality, explosiveness, nothing is handed from this group, and I think that's like the theme of this training camp. We even asked JG today, like, Stuff about starters. Is Colt McCoy QB1 entering week one? Do you know who your quarterback one is? What was Gannon's response? I I don't know any of the starters. Yeah, I don't know uh, who's standing out. All 90. Uh, it didn't give us much. What do you expect to see today? Football, right? Good yeah. football. <laughs> I, mean, I want to play good football. Right, right. I mean... It's uh, it's it's the kiss mess method, right? And, yeah. and we're not calling JG stupid here, but it's keep it simple, stupid. And let's let's just kind of see how things uh, transpire. And I think that as we sit here, you know, now less than a week from them opening up their preseason slate, you know, he's still figuring out a lot. I mean, this yeah. is this is just the beginning. They are just scr- scratching the surface. They're starting to lay the groundwork for what they want this team to look like and how they want them to play and how they want it to be built. And uh, you know, I I would say when you look at you know, the first red and white scrimmage of the Manias for Jonathan Gannon era, very successful. Yeah, uh, Jordan P. in the chat, you're dead on. I'll eat all the crow as it relates to Michael Wilson. He's saying in the chat, I remember when Johnny wasn't a big fan of Michael Wilson. Nice to see John on board with the pick. You can win me over quickly when you look like this young man out here. Number 14, he's a specimen. Not one, but two touchdowns for the third-round pick out of Stanford. And, and Bo, it's, it's one of those things where, like, okay, we go through OTAs. You go through minicamp. Hey, Michael Wilson looks good, right? right. Oh, he'll get opportunities. We'll see. He'll this is where we were with Dorch last year. Right. Growing pains. It's this perfect segue. Like, we've had two consecutive, and we have to play the preseason still, two consecutive training camps where these wideouts are making their presence known. And unlike the prior regime, I feel pretty confident, as Saul Bookman rejoins the squad here, that Jonathan Gannon will not make the same mistakes as Cliff Kingsbury. Greg Dorch should have played more last year. Greg Dorch, Michael Wilson are both poised, I think, for big roles on this team in 2023 and beyond. I mean, it's inevitable, in my opinion. And I'm not trying to knock Rondell Moore, but he has been injury prone. You're just waiting for one of these guys to possibly get dinged up. And Greg's going to take advantage. And I have no doubt that, that, especially once we get to about that halfway point of the year, that's when I feel like Greg's really gonna th- gonna thrive. Yeah. I, I'm excited to have him on board. Obviously, we talked about that at length, but um, you know, in this team, just feels a little different right now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm not saying that they're gonna go out and they're gonna surprise everybody and win eight or nine games a season or ten or whatever. Yeah. But I I don't think they're gonna be as bad as everybody thinks mm-hmm. that they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be. 
Wow, what was that? Something fell out there. All right. I think they're testing out some of the pregame. Oh, okay. The yeah. pyro, maybe? The, the yeah. pyro, okay. Producer Emma's going to go yell. That was, that was, can you keep it down? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a little scary. Man. I was like, oh, shit, I thought it was a machine gun. I had a little PTSD. Jordan's asking um, in the chat. He wants to know your thoughts on Michael Wilson. I love Michael Wilson. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, uh, you talked about separation with Dorch. Michael Wilson gets separation. Mm -hmm. for, it seems like every single person. The only time he didn't get separation today was on the deep ball on the right-hand side. Uh, when uh, Colt kind of forced it down the field, yeah, and he was already double covered. Yeah. So, but they're already they're already shading towards Wilson, as you saw in that Two play. DBs. Exactly. So I, I love Wilson. I think he's going to be. Listen, he was with the first unit. Yep. Yeah. I mean that that tells you enough. You can't argue with the fact that Bono, you and I were talking about on the sideline with Michael Wilson. I know a lot of people on Twitter. It's you guys are entitled to your own opinion, saying pump the brakes. It's early. Mm -hmm. I like yes, it's early, but he's been with the ones the entire portion of training camp now part of this hollywood brown's been in and out of the lineup mm -hmm. and zach pascal week one's going to come around even if he's not quote-unquote listed as a starter against the commanders i'm sorry he led the team in in targets today he had two touchdowns he's healthy he's incredibly physical and to saul's point he can get separation against guys like marco mm -hmm. wilson who have been in this league for three seasons like if michael wilson isn't starting week one what are you doing right and you see zach pascal and he's kind of your uh, opposite Hollywood Brown outside wide receiver. You yeah. see Michael Wilson, and he talked about this, I think, at the end of OTAs, that he learned every position on the route tree. Like, he's yeah. he's out there. He's got a diverse route tree that he's capable of running. They're going to find a spot for him. They yeah. just are. They're just preparing to anywhere. Like, if, if Dorch or Rondell Moore or Hollywood Brown or Pascal, if anybody takes a misstep, regardless if, if they don't, like I think he's going to be out there. He's forcing the issue. He's that good. He mm -hmm. shows up. I mean, even like for for layman who's come or the casual that comes out here, number fourteen stands out on the field. It's like who's that? Who's that guy? Look at his calves. Look at his upper body. Now, <laughs> oh, it's Johnny Venerable. No, it's Michael Wilson. <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> dude. Hey, hey, hey I, I don't want you guys to get confused. Uh, everybody was out here watching the Cardinals, and that was cool. But the coolest part was actually watching these guys become celebrities in <laughs> front of everybody, it's, taking selfies with fans. Yeah, I, and I mean, hey, these guys were as popular as hell. I'm walking by. I'm like, look at these two. Yeah. This is awesome. We're just here to do a job, guys. We're just here. <laughs> we're, here to be, we're here to be humble. We're here to produce a product for everybody here, the diehards. Go PHNX.com, PHNX Sports on, I'm, on YouTube. I am worried about the quarterback position. Of course. Um, I, I, I know everybody is. Yeah. But seeing it in person, um, it, it did exactly inspire a lot of confidence uh from me uh you know I, I, i'm not listen cole mccoy has been a, a serviceable backup for his entire career i think he'll give you a game or two um and you just don't know a tune yet but as dort said he is improving yep. which is a great sign he feels really comfortable with him so that's a great sign mm -hmm. so i'm hoping that by the time we get to the season um you know you have a little bit of a buffer with Colt McCoy in order to get Tune a little bit more prepared for. Should he have to step into that role? Now, I I did before before we let our guy Johnny go on Colt McCoy. I do want to say that I I did see some things that I like from Colt McCoy today yeah. that I think that Clayton Tune doesn't possess the ability to to read the defense, especially pre snap, know where the pressures are going to come from and know where his his kind of safety outlets are going to be. He made some good plays to to James Conner underneath. I know it was a lot of underneath, but it was balls that was going going to Doesn't James possess Connor, the ability to get going social security to check, know it, to guy. Card. I mean, right, I think right. that he he does he has things that that you can only have as you played as much football as Colt McCoy, and I thought that he did a good job. Uh, the, the, it was really rough out of the gates. I think the first team offense, you know, they went backwards with some penalties. I think they had a three and out their first uh, series. 
I think two of the three series they didn't even see a first down. Uh, but think that he got more comfortable and, and made some decent throws. I mean, it's a check down city, but producer Emma tells me that the highlights are ready to go. If you yeah, missed today, a, a bunch of people are like, where can we with highlights right now? These are the highlights from the red and white scrimmage today. And again, like I, 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 I'm critical of Colt McCoy, Bobrock, but at the same time, I understand like they're putting him out there as QB one. They may say he's not QB one, but he, he's out there running around with with the ones. Speaking of running around, we've got Rondell Moore. We've got Greg Dorch here catching a nice pass. We've got Hollywood Brown, who didn't participate, Bo, in any kind of team drills, but at least he's out there. Receiver is one of the deepest positions on the team, in my opinion. With some of these, they may not have a traditional number one receiver right now, but they've, they've got a bunch of I think they've got guys that are going to be able to move the move the chains, and it's not going to be you know three and out like it was a lot last season under under Cliff Kingsbury. There's going to be some you know obviously I, I think we saw maybe once or twice on first down they weren't running the football. I mean mm-hmm. because they're yeah. they're like ground and pound. We're going to make it second and, and third and manageable and set set you up for success because then you can take you know those possession receivers, those guys that run routes and get separation, then they can move the chains, and that's. I, I, you'll take that right now as Kyler Murray, your big-time playmaker, is is working his way back. For those that don't know, Kyler was out signing autographs. He was around mm-hmm. the, the team today, which is great to see. I'll tell you something else, not to segue too hard, that was great to see today. And it's it's much better because Emma took this instead of my grainy-ass phone. But <laughs> Isaiah Simmons almost intercepted a pass from Colt McCoy. Michael Wilson actually broke it up. Otherwise, Simmons pulls that down. Isaiah Simmons looks about as comfortable as I've seen him as an NFL player right now. Now, it's because of a position change going from inside linebacker to free safety. But saw, I mean, I mean, talk to me about the fourth-year player out of Clemson that right now they decline his fifth-year option. His status is kind of in limbo, yet he's out there, you know, knocking Rondell Moore on his ass. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's hard from our vantage point to see if Rondell Moore was, like, like barking at him or if he was, like, laughing about it. Yeah. I think it was laughing. Yeah. I think it was kind of jovial a little bit as the, the, the machine gun goes off <laughs> behind me again. Um, I, I did like the fact that it does look like he's comfortable playing that center field position um, a lot more than – definitely a linebacker mm-hmm. uh, for the last several years. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to, early. it's yeah. way early. Just mm-hmm. like when you're talking about just about every other position, he's no different. I just feel like we're, we're going to have to see it against some big time competition first to find out if this is the real deal. Washington in, in week one, we're going to find out is Isaiah Simmons going to be able to hold up in the secondary. Mm-hmm. And we're, I think we're going to find out pretty damn quick. Yeah. I think that also it's going to come down to he's going to have to take the ball away. Like he really is yes. going to have to. I mean, it was, it, was, it was a great play, right? Yep. He broke up a touchdown, but in the regular season, you come down. With yeah, that, one. that I was mean, an, that was an easy one. Yeah, I mean that's that's a pick right there, and and he's he's made game changing plays, and I think that that's what what they want him to do, and it it, it takes out the hard part. I, I think it's easier between the ears when you're just sitting back there and reacting. Uh, and that's the big thing for, for Simmons. Like, can he put himself in a position and, and know what his role is on any given play to where he can take that incredible, uh, obviously six foot four, two forty frame, four three nine forty, and put that skill set to work and and make some big game changing plays. What I do love though is no matter what, you just know Isaiah Simmons is like if he's frustrated, that's almost kind of a good thing. Yeah, because you just know he's going to take somebody's head off. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the only reason why he didn't take out Rondell Moore's head off is because he knew he was in red and white. Right. Other than that, <laughs> he would have com- completely decapitated. Well, and everybody's <laughs> kind of been calling for him to play safety 
Cam Chancellor vibes. And I, that's that's an extreme example. Cam Chancellor is, is one in a million type of Hall of Fame level prospect. But I will say, Isaiah Simmons, and this is not a shot at him. I take shots. But he's at his best, I think, when he doesn't have to read and react and call the defense. I think just let his, his football instincts take over. That's what made him special at Clemson, albeit the Buckus Award winner playing linebacker. I... Boot is a line of defense because you're white. You've got the defensive line. Hey, Isaiah, just go out there, lay people out, have passes deflected, get your occasional interception, be the cleanup man, because we know he runs 4-3. So it's like nobody ought to get behind him, especially with his size and speed. I'm, I'm fired up. I'm also fired up. I, I've got this ready for the start I, of the season. I, I wish we knew this was going to happen because I absolutely want to. I want to mimic being one of those players running out. Run out. There's nobody in the I'm stadium. Sure, I'm I don't sure they care. Would let you do that for sure. Oh my gosh! <laughs> He's so awesome. Electric. If if they can unlock, yeah, I mean, it would be great to see both of them unlock. But yeah. Simmons and Zayvon Collins, and you know, Zayvon Collins is out there today. We talked to him in the locker room. I don't know. Unless you have something else to say about Isaiah, I wouldn't mind pivoting to Zayvon. Well, let's. Here's the tra- my transition is. Sure. I, th- I think Isaiah is further along in his position change than Zayvon Collins is. Ooh, wow. Ooh. But I, I, I'm giving Zayvon much more grace than Isaiah. I mean, it's a lot, a lot more physical position. It I mean, is, and that's yeah. why. I it's mean, a, he's right at the front. Now. Right. I'm always amazed at how big Zayvon Collins. Huge is. man. He's yeah. a mountain of a man. Yeah. I, I mean, physically, I think he can hold up. Yeah. No problem. But there's a there's a lot of adjustment for him um, in a variety of different ways. And so it's I see what you're saying about like you're going to give him a little bit of 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 leeway. Yeah. He's also a year behind uh, Isaiah and it's a completely different system, obviously. Mm -hmm. So uh, but I do I do have confidence in this regime defensively more than I feel like I did with. Um, the former defensive coordinator, who I don't even want to bring up, that, even that coaches for the Denver Broncos now. Yeah. Good riddance. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Vance. Sorry, Vance. I mean, you were chopping it up with Zayvon in the locker yeah, room. Yeah, so I was talking to him. And I was like, "What's it like?" Obviously, because we were talking about cowboy boots. Vance. We were talking oh, afterwards. I asked him if he went to. Uh, I know I saw him here at George Strait and Chris Stapleton at the stadium, and he said it was elite. <laughs> was like, and then I was asking him if he went to the Morgan Wallen concert that was so popular downtown. He's like, "No, I don't like that new stuff. I like the old stuff. I'm old school." <laughs> country but I, I also want before we got to that the, the fun conversation you know i was like what's it like you know being as physical each and every down because you were standing up you were off ball you weren't taking those hits and then it's also like hey you got to learn this new position and the two people you have to go against most it's you got dj humphreys mm-hmm. who's in his ninth season yeah who didn't give up a sack last season when he was healthy and then you got this, you know, this this huge uber prospect in Paris Johnson Jr. It's yeah. like, oh, go learn a new craft against those two beasts. Well, we talked about it off air. A tackle is maybe the deepest position unit yeah. on the team, and you're asking this guy to play a brand new position. I, he's a great person. He's a great human being, and Zayvon Collins, and he's got immense football character and loves the game. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, Halloween. Ask me about how he's doing. I, I just, I'm, I'm willing to give him immense benefit of the doubt, in part because. B.J. Ojolari is going to come back. I think Maje Sanders is going to come back faster than people think from his hand snafu. They're going to be able to run four deep at defensive end, whereas if Zavin needs to take a couple possessions off and they got to work on technique, they can do that. Whereas like Isaiah Simmons, it's like Isaiah Simmons is going to play free safety, and he's the only free safety starting right now. Whereas I, th- I think they can mix and match with their defensive line. Do we have a nickname for Zavin Collins yet? No, right? I don't think so. No, the, cow- I, the cowboy? I don't no, know. Man. <laughs> no, he's the shit kicker. That's it. Shit kicker. Okay, let's go. 
That's it. That's a good, that's Dude, a good I choice. Love, I mean, I can see the I can see the merch right now. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, he, we had people messaging us, and they're like, "Man, the D line did not look good." I I would say right now we yeah, no, we tease this. Do we tease this? It's like when the pads come on. Hard. The offensive line is much bigger and more physical, and the D tackles for this team are are a work in progress. So um, I I would say this too, Barris Johnson. <laughs> he's, a, he's a superstar Dude, in the making. Yeah. I I saw him on one possession alone hit three different dudes off the line to create a hole um, for James Conner. And, yeah. and that, at that point, I was like, yeah, he's going to be all right. Yeah. And he's, he's already, I think, uh, at the next level as far as his maturation because one of the questions was, you know, what, what was your, your favorite part of, of practice? You know, what were a couple of your favorite reps? And he said, my combo blocks with Will Hernandez. Mm. He's like, and, and they're just kind of sinking up on the right side of that line. And we kind of looked at this as like, Hey, they're more geared towards running the football. Yeah, and it's like if they're going to run James Conner, they're going to run him to the right side. And those two guys, I mean, Will Hernandez is really solid in in run blocking. Obviously, you want to see a little bit more in pass pro, but I mean that side—that's where they're going to just lean on, on toting the rock. Uh, Paris Johnson Jr. is going to have a C on his chest this time next year, and by the end yeah. of the year, he's going to be one of the best players on this team. We joked about it. Is Paris Johnson Jr. a top ten player for this team already? Probably does that say more about the Cardinals roster than Paris Johnson Jr. Maybe, but I also you see him in the locker room, and he's not overwhelmed. Like, uh, have you seen him in person yet? I know that was the first time. He's a big kid. Huh? I mean, he's a big guy. I mean, he was the starting tackle for Ohio State, a very comparable roster in terms of top end talent than the Cardinals. And so, like, he, this is, does not overwhelm him. Yeah. We've had rookies who have come to this team from small schools like Tulsa, uh, you know, like. Uh, Boston College and UMass, and, and they've had a trouble transitioning, right? We had a kid that come from Temple and, and have to switch positions. This is why we've been hammering the point home. When you take players from these blue-chip programs that p- play premium positions, it's easier for them. Now, their ceiling might not be as high, and we know the aforementioned GM loved to talk about ceilings with tweener players. But how about get a kid like, say, like Paris Johnson Jr., year one, his floor is going to be pretty damn good. Yeah, that that's the key right there. It's like, mm. okay, the ceiling might not be as high, but the floor won't be as low. Right, and, and, and I think his ceiling is high too. And, and when you're talking about overall production and overall stability more than anything else, you can't afford to have these misses, in which obviously Kime and, and Cliff had, yeah. where these guys, you know, when they missed, they missed horribly. Right. And, and then you had to not only make up the gap, but you had to find somebody to back up Mm-hmm. who that person was that you were hoping to replace that gap with. Yep. So um, I completely agree. When you go in blue chip, um, the, the drop-off is not near as severe. And with Paris Johnson, I just love the fact that even in the locker room, just a small little snippet, right? Uh, the other offensive linemen were like, I can't believe you're doing an interview in front of Buddha's locker room. <laughs> And, 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 and in front of Buddha's locker, and he kind of looked, and he was just like, all right, next question. <laughs> like, he did not give two shits about it. But he also – but he also brought in all the helmets yeah. and pads. Mm-hmm. He did all the rookie duties. like So that speaks to his character about yeah. like, hey, I'm going to do what I need to do, but I'm also going to do what I need to do. Signed for fans well after everybody else had left. Mm-hmm. He's the biggest person on the team. Like we talked about it. DJ Humphreys is huge. You see DJ Humphreys like that's a huge man. He's bigger than, than DJ Humphreys. Yeah, he dwarfs, he, he dwarfs DJ and like he, he takes it. He takes it and kind of gives it back a little bit from his teammates. Like the entire – the offense and the defense – we're razzing the rookie, the top pick for the Arizona Cardinals, and he didn't miss a beat. 
and uh, he, he answered our questions. And, and Isaiah Simmons was saying, "Why don't you tell him about how you got fined and, and all that?" And he just he just moved forward, and that's what that's the poise you need. And that and yeah. that's what you get from these big schools. Ohio State last time I checked in the Big Ten, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't keep, I can't keep up. <laughs> no, they 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 made the Big Ten, right? Yes. Sure. yes. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else stood out to you during this practice? Well, I mean, we talked about the yeah. wideouts. What? James Conner was looked really good. Okay. I mean, we we know the what what the deal is with James Conner. I mean, wh- the workload. What's it going to look like for a guy who you know he's been oft injured in his in his career, but his last two seasons in the desert, he's been rock solid. He's got twenty six touchdowns between the two of them. He's the leader here on and off the field. He had a big touch, uh, touchdown from Colt McCoy that he he leapt for in the end zone and. I think that James Conner is, if he can stay healthy, he can continue to put up big, huge, robust statistics for the Cardinals. And then you see a guy who could potentially be hit his spell back, and Marlon Mack, who hit the ground running in his debut, Johnny. Yeah, we talked to Marlon Mack in the locker room, and he was just like, "I just wanted an opportunity." He played for Gannon, which I forgot in, you know, up until this week that he and Gannon were together in Indianapolis a couple of years ago during his banner season of over a thousand yards, and he's like, "Yeah." I, JG's got that energy. I wanted to come here, and so he's going to get an opportunity. He looked good today. I love Keontae Ingram. He's not practicing right now, which is not a good thing for a position, number one, that people don't value like they once did. Mm-hmm. And then for the Cardinals, this is wide open. So James Conner, I think, is in route to 20, 25 touches per game minimum. But Marlon Mack, he was the one back today outside of James where it's like that guy could have housed one one or two of these uh one or two of these handoffs. Yeah. Again, I, I just worry about the older vet guys. Yeah. And this is the reason why they're not being valued as much as they, they got so much wear and tear on their bodies that when they get, you know, when the rubber meets the road, they might give you again, like the Colt McCoy thing where he might give you a game or two, right. But then that arm kind of turns, you know, a little rubbery and it, and it doesn't, it doesn't have as much sauce as it, as it did. I, the same thing with running backs, you know, it's like they, we saw this with David Johnson where all of a sudden it just dropped. Yep. Yeah. And I, you don't know if that's going to be the same thing with a guy like Marlon Mack. Clearly, he he wasn't able to find a different home. Uh, he, now he's here. He's gonna he's gonna have opportunities. But again, once you get to like, I'm not worried about the first couple games of the season. Right. I'm more talking about like games five through eight. Like, are we going to start to see this slow down? You know, and and hopefully. Hopefully, he will be able to stay on this roster and contribute when when the season hits. Well, that's the biggest reason why they 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 vetted a lot of rookies in the NFL draft at the position. They just didn't pull the trigger, so you knew this year, Bo, would kind of be a hodgepodge of James Conner and just kind of see what they have. I think everybody expects this team to add a back next year that's going to be around this team long term. But at least in 2023, the mindset and the motto of Gannon and Austin Ford seems to be, let's just see what we have. Let's see what we have with yeah. Simmons and Collins and We'll let James Conner be our team captain, and, and he's going to help us get to the next era of Cardinal football. Same with Zach Ertz. Like, the mindset is not, let's flush with high-priced free agents. Let's flip over the roster tenfold. A little bit like what we're seeing in Chicago right now. Chicago is attempting to remake the roster. They spent almost $100 million in free agency. The Cardinals are, are letting what was here before in mm-hmm. the kingsbury Kime era settle in and it's like that Collinger, right? It's like, let's see what remains and what's part of the future. So we saw what we wanted from the players, the rookies, some key, you know, veterans making some position changes, you know, Simmons and Zayman Collins. What did you see from the play callers out there? I think the offense completely different look than what we've seen. Like everything's in the middle of the field. It's not on the sidelines and it's not behind the line of scrimmage. That's refreshing. And it's not shotgun. 
That's <laughs> the other thing. No. Everything is right underneath this. I mean, you're you're looking. We saw some heavy sets today. We yeah. saw some linemen going in Six motion. Linemen, yeah. yeah. Like so, so we saw a lot of different formations <laughs> that were really bunched up. Bigger lineups. You know, you're talking about your twelve personnels and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I'm not the biggest fan of it because I like the high flying kind of game. Yeah. But I don't like. I don't like what I just saw the last couple of years. <laughs> no, no, I not don't that think kind, Not that kind of high flying. You no. know what I mean? I, I want to see the Kansas City kind of high flying. Right. Not this, whatever that shit was. Well, so. and, <laughs> and I think, too, like, we got to be real. Like, if this team's going to be limited, they have to minimize their mistakes. And the way to do that is by running the football. And mm-hmm. I think for the first time in forever, the depth up front right now lends you to believe that it's smart to run the football. It's smart to go heavy. Hellbo, they've got an H-back out there running yeah. around in, in mm-hmm. number 81. So, the wideouts are big, the offensive linemen are big, the running backs are big, and they're just tuning up this machine yeah. for a certain franchise quarterback to come back and not have to carry the workload, something that he was never asked not to do under Cliff Kingsbury. Well, and also, in addition to that, like we talked about the high-flying, like think about think about the, the run-and-gun kind of way that, that Cliff was running. With the defensive line that you have right now, you're going to get torched. Yeah. There's just no way. Yep. So you have to control the clock. You have mm-hmm. to run the ball. You have to wear other teams down. Even if you don't wear them down, as long as you can have possession of that ball for longer periods of time to give your defense the utmost advantage possible, that's what I think this team is really gearing for. Now, down the road, when you know they can modify some things, get some some big hog mollies up there on that de- defensive line, then you can you can afford to do a little, a little wrinkle or two here and there but i think for right now this is what you're going to see for the most part yep. you're probably going to see 15 i Bo laughed i was like dude you might see 15 passes a game <laughs> like seriously you might see 15 to 20 passes a game and that's about it 10 and of then, those yeah. better go to michael wilson and greg Dorch. <laughs> that's fine <laughs> then the other is going to be 30 35 40 run, runs a game yeah. like i, I mean, would not be shocked that, that's what's going to save this season from you know people turning off the, the television on sunday like if if it's if you're playing the San Francisco 49ers and they force a turnover from this offense and then it's you know one run from Christian McCaffrey and then a big play and a score and then you know the offense is off the field again and then that Niners offense is back out it just wears you down and it, the, the 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 game's out of hand before you know it and that's that's what they're going to avoid and I think that that puts you in a decent spot to to be able to avoid that and you know get it even as far as the time of possession goes and and save your defense that might be under par as far as personnel. How many times last year did we see this team just struggle every game? Uh, and when when, <laughs> when the when the other team when the other team scored and then we're like, "All right, man, we just we just need at least let's just get a first down and kind of get the momentum." Right. And it was like three and out within 30 seconds. Not only like, three oh, and that's, out. That's the worst thing that could have happened. It was like incomplete pass, screen pass, negative play, penalty. Mm, I mean, it, not just a screen pass. It was, a screen pass too. Rondo Moore. There you yeah. go. Poor there guy. You go. I you know, Rondo, He looks good in the slot. He does. He he caught a touchdown too. The the slot receiver position for the Cardinals is robust with with he and Dorch. Now, you know, we're favored to our new co-host and Greg Dorch because I think again, he's he's proven more. Mm-hmm. I I think he was Robbed of opportunities last year to have six, seven hundred yards in this offense. But Rondell, you said it the other day, he's having a nice, quiet camp. Mm-hmm. Like if your guys like Simmons and Rondell Moore that were high draft picks that haven't lived up to expectations, it's like just go about your business, right? It's a lunch pail mentality of every day I'm on the field. And unfortunately, right now, Bo, I cannot say that about my darling of the second round a year yeah. ago, number 85, Trey McBride, who did not practice today. Just uh, nicked and bruises, all that. That's that's what JG gives us. We don't really truly know what's going okay. on with, with McBride. He, so, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, that tight end position, it's 
it's kind of banged up. I mean, you've got Ertz who's coming back from the ACL tear, and he also had a ligament that was worked on yeah. in surgery. So, and he, he's not a spring chicken, right? I mean, he's in his thirties, and then you've got uh, you got George or Jeff Swaim who who is already kind of banged up as well. I mean. Mm-hmm. Noah Tagaye is the only guy that's healthy and playing well in that tight end group. So it's a, I think it's it's a missed opportunity so far for McBride. But if he can get back before you know the start of the regular season, that's what's important. The one thing that stuck out of <clears throat> what JG said was that they all do something different. Yeah, and the and tight I'm ends. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and there's a part of me in the back of my head that's like, mm, you don't like that, do you? <laughs> like I think he he would prefer a, a specific type yeah. Yeah, for especially point. for this offense and 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 how they. They want to run the ball. I'm sure he would prefer a, a much better run blocking uh, type of uh, trio, if you will, at the tight end position as opposed to what he might have with uh, McBride even when he comes back. Because McBride's not – it hasn't always been the best uh, run blocker. Yeah, he's, um, he's a pass catcher first. Yeah. And, I, again, I think I think he's still poised for a big season. He's got to come back, though, because right now, as Gannon put it, like nobody's spot is solidified you got to perform. And yeah. if you're not out there performing, unless you're like a made man like Kyler Murray or Zach Ertz or somebody like that, it's like your job's up for grabs. And I think that's what's so refreshing about this staff, especially with this rookie class. It's like these rookies are going to play. Like Paris Johnson Jr. Michael Wilson are, are going to play and start week yeah. one. And and I'm sure that bothers people on the roster that, hey, I've got X amount of experience, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you're just getting outperformed. And right now for Trey McBride, it's like, the best thing for him to do is to come out and, and catch up as soon mm-hmm. as he can because the more time you miss, the more you're going to dig yourself in a hole with this with this staff, unfortunately. I see in the chat, and, and forgive us, we're not as involved in the chat. We don't we can't see it as yeah, we, don't as have we our usually do. Uh, but let's see. Alex saying a lot of PHNX shirts in the stands, Love and he loved it. We love to hear that as well. Uh, it was great seeing uh, Jacob out there. It was great to get a selfie. We, I think that's the same Alex that we took the selfie with. Uh, it was great to do that post-practice, and of course, we love to see all the PHNX swag out here. We're going to be out here each and every Sunday at the BetMGM Sportsbook, just right there in the Great Lawn. We're going to be am- amongst the Red Sea. It's yeah. going to be unbelievable what's going to be going down. We got a taste of it yesterday during our uh, Knockout Nights Cornhole Tournament that Saul Bookman nearly took home for the crew. I'll tell you what, man. If it wasn't dark... I feel like Sean and I would have, would have at least gotten to the championship because I, I felt like I, I had no death perception in, in the, the the thrust of midnight. Yeah, that's we all make excuses. That's fine. <laughs> I did I get further than any PHNX team? I, know, I feel like I feel like we were ho- kind of hosed a little bit. There was a cheering <sighs> section for the folks that we lost to. And yeah, then, and then we had Saul get, trying to rush us off the off yeah. the boards. Did, did you get re- you get rattled because people were like talking? Or I don't know. Fati- fatigue was setting in uh, <laughs> for your boy. So in all seriousness, no bet MGM. The vibes were electric yesterday they're going to be electric every single football sunday you gave me a taste a little bit about people can expect yes can will, you share i will i will share that yeah. okay so we, we have completely revamped everything that we're trying to do here for our tailgates if you came to our tailgates before they used to be at the lola and they were they were they were fun they but they weren't like they weren't extra and at ph next we like to be extra so <laughs> um so one of the changes that we're going to have is we will have an actual tailgate spot out there on the great lawn right next to the bed in gm sportsbook that's number one, uh, and uh, I have I have some personal relationships with some pretty cool people in the barbecue community, including mm-hmm. four time world champion. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say their name okay. yet, but okay. they but they, they are a four time world champion, and they were going to be uh, coming out to several of our tailgates to help 
cook some barbecue for oh our tailgates. Our people at Four Peaks are going to hook us up with some beer. So, hey, listen, it's uh, we're going to figure out how how we're going to how how we're going to do this. If we're going to make this diehard only or or not, but uh, now's a great time to become a diehard because Absolutely. no matter what, you're going to save money on tickets, even if we sell tickets for this. Um, or we might just say it's only for diehards, and if you're a diehard, you get to get in for free. Who knows? I'll I'll figure this all <laughs> out. A lot a lot to be determined, but we have those things going on. It's going to be a tremendous time every single tailgate. So you know, no matter what. No matter how the team is performing, you're always going to have a great time coming out to these games because you're going to be surrounded by a bunch of people that love the Cardinals as much as you do, and that's a fantastic thing. Live broadcast, pregame, halftime, postgame. If you're thinking to yourself, I don't know if I want to invest in tickets yet, just come hang out, coming out at the tailgate, come hang out at BetMGM Sportsbook. You want to tell them who's going to rejoin you for those games? Yeah. Can we do that? Special announcement. Number 81, Frank Sanders will be back on the postgame show and pregame show and halftime show. Myself, Bo Brock, the occasional appearance by the GM Saul Bookman. Every single football Sunday, Cardinal great Frank Sanders will be back, confirmed for the start of the regular season. Regular season not here yet, Bo Brock. So under a microscope now, one week away from the Denver Broncos, who do you think has made the biggest jump for this team from the started training camp till now? I think, I mean, obviously Wilson, because he, he was he's starting with the ones. If, if Hollywood Brown, for some reason, can't get out there, I mean, I know it's chalk to say Michael Wilson, but he's having such a fantastic camp. Uh, but you're seeing that wide receiver core, really, it's deep. You know what people's roles are, and they're going to be able to make some plays for this offense that that absolutely needs it, whether it's a veteran quarterback who's 37 years old and banged up yeah. and, and doesn't have the, all the arm strength that you want, or if it's a rookie. I think that they're going to be in a good position to get the ball into their playmaker's hands. So I think that, that Michael Wilson, that wide receiver core, I think that's where you want him to be. Uh, as far as like on the defensive side of the football, I mean, you, you know who always kind of brings the juice. But you know, I, I like what you said about Isaiah Simmons, uh, and then I think quietly a guy like Cam Thomas can continue to kind of be the main threat as far as the pass rush goes, uh, as other people kind of figure it out. Yeah, is it is it wrong for me just to say like I'm not worried at all about the defense because of who their head coach is and who their defensive coordinator is? Like I I think there'll be growing pains early, and I think some of that was on display today. Lack of talent may be a problem on defensive tackle, but November, December, like check back in. I think this defense is going to play much better. Everybody settles into the roles. Saw you get guys like Maje Sanders, B. Joel Jalari, the second rounder, has not practiced yet. Coming off PUP, hopefully soon. Garrett Williams out of Syracuse. It's going to be a young defense that's going to have growing pains early, but I think they're also saw help by the fact that, I mean, you get the Commanders week one, you get the Giants week two. This team. Yeah, but the Commanders are not a slouch. Well, offensively, I'm not super impressed okay. with them. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I, I, I'm not going to go down that road. I'm going to say I'm, I'm always going to be worried about the defense because they have some tweeners. They have some dudes that are just on that defensive line that just don't have the expertise to be able to play at a high level or at least high enough of a level to be able to get your other accessory pieces to also play and, and scheme at, at a, in a way to be so as effective as they need to be yeah. is what I would say. No problem. Um, so I, I would say my biggest, my biggest, uh, you know, growth would be uh, Clayton Toon. I would say Clayton Toon, you know, from not really knowing what this kid was going to be able to do uh, to see him out there today. Um, you would have, I would not have known that he was necessarily in his first year. He didn't make any egregious errors. No, you know, he was very fundamentally sound. He made some nice throws. Uh, he knew where he wanted to go with the ball for the most part. 
Um, I didn't see him really get on that scramble drill. I mean, hell, we saw Colt McCoy get on a scramble drill, and then he threw that one to the corner to James Conner. But I told you, I was like, if this was a regular season, that dude would have got lit up to the second <laughs> row because there were several defensive players that were right by him that just kind of let up, obviously, yeah. for obvious reasons. So I, w- I would say that that was the number one thing. And then I would agree in the Isaiah Simmons part in, in terms of his growth as well. Like, I, I think that it's it's tough. It's t- I mean, I can't even imagine being in his position where every single year – they're, they're they're like oh you're gonna be this hybrid or no 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 now we want you to do this no 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 we want you to do this now it seems like they at least they have a better plan and and like everybody's been saying from from start Kyler said this it just feels like everything is being explained a much in a much better way yeah. this time around and guys know what their role and responsibility is supposed to be and so when you know that you can go out there and and, and effectively. Uh, carry out your duties and i think that's what all these professionals really appreciate yeah i mean they're being educated they're being taught football by people who know football i i hope mikey in the chat knows football because i love this comment this team i foresee as 10 and 7 playing for the wild card nfc west will be stronger this season i'll drink the kool-aid i'm always drinking the kool-aid before the season and it it might help (laughs) i agree with dylan you got to add a veteran on the d-line in order to make that happen i mean i just don't you have to be able to play up front you have to be able to play in the trenches and give you a chance because i mean that was the straw that stirred the drink as far as gannon's defense last year is that defensive line it was it's a polar opposite i mean you go from a who's who from you know a fletcher cox to jason hargrove wait to, we don't have those players here no no okay. indama can sue no i mean that front set i mean the front seven is they need somebody desperately to step up. You know, it's a Char Lawrence. Is it? Is it Carlos Watkins? Is it? Uh, is it going to be Lucky Foe too in his fourth season? You need to get you know uh, unpredicted play, uh, good play from these defensive line players. I mean, because you like what's behind them, right? I think you like the I, linebackers. I think you're yeah. encouraged by the defensive secondary, and and you know what you're going to get from Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. Does it frustrate you that I mean, like other teams are signing free agent defensive tackles now? The Cardinals going to be in a position to claim guys. Do you think they will be active in adding somebody? Because, I mean, like, the, they just added a running back. We've been clamoring they need another back. Mm-hmm. Like, is it the logical turn to now, as preseason starts and people are cut and people are moved, to go get a defensive lineman? Just I, don't – who's going to become available? Yeah. I, I, I don't think that's going to be Monty Austin, Fort, uh, Monty Austin Fort's way. Yeah. I just don't think that was the New England way. I don't think that that was the Tennessee way. Um, I don't think it's going to be the Cardinal way. Um, I know people are going to want an influx of talent and change this and change that. Uh, this is going to be a very methodical process. And if you're not mentally ready for it, you better be. Because, uh, listen, money's out there. And this is this is one of the things I do love. You know, Kime used to watch these things from the from the stands. You know, right next from the to suite. right right next to Mike, Michael. I've seen him in the stands, um, but Monty's out there on the field. He's talking to JG. Like another he's coach out there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he stayed. The great thing about it is he also stayed until every single player was done on the field signing autographs um, and saying, "Hey, you good? You need anything? Whatever." Like to every single player that came off. And I, I was just like, "That's attention to detail right there." Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? And so and players talk about those kind of things. You know what I mean? And so I think that that Monty is going to take a look at this. He's not going to make any brash. Uh, decisions he's going to make decisions that he thinks is in the best interest of the team but he's not going to go out of his way to sign some superstar or get some 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 guy that got cut from a team just because we need to fill a need i think if he doesn't fit then he's not going to go out and get him if you could harness the polar opposite of what this team was on and off the field last year and the embarrassment that they were that's gannon and austin ford it, it is almost like an authoritative mindset 
that they exude when they walk around. Like Austin Ford, it's almost like the principal is around from mm. high school. It's like, oh, I got to get my shit together, right? I got my hall pass ready to go. We saw Austin Ford after practice, and we yelled some stuff at him. He's super friendly guy. Yeah. But you can tell, like, deep down, especially after- That was you, more you. Yeah. we Kind of spazzed out. <laughs> I didn't spazz out. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, we love the show. We love the product. I was like, thank you so much, Monty. No, he didn't. But um, <laughs> maybe, maybe one day we can get I was him like, on the body. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the draft- He said we're it, getting better every day. Yeah. That I said, hey, said. product was good today because it was, because it wasn't last year at the red and white <laughs> scrimmage. It was a cupcake- country club training camp and it, it was embarrassing last year and i was embarrassed for the people that came out and had to watch that under cliff kingsbury this year at least the talent may not be there in some spots they were hitting today they were physical today and if you're awesome for i i, I could be proud of that product there's a, there's a, there's the correct amount of fear and respect there for that position yes you know I, yes. it really well is said. i mean it's well not said. seymour skinner it's not like <laughs> look at this it's not it's not it's, the principal from the breakfast club from yeah. The Sims. yeah i mean it's not just a guy being trying to be authoritative to kind of make his mark no it's 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 out there because it it it's for a reason and i i like what i've seen from these two two leaders yeah they're stripping this down they're building it back up and they're playing young players and if this team does struggle i'm not saying they're going to but if it does struggle you want to struggle and teach and educate and let players go through growing pains. And again, that was never allowed with the prior regime. It was like, we're going to lose and we're going to struggle. And here's a guy who's 29 years old making the vet minimum. Let's get him out there over Isaiah Simmons, over Zayvon Collins. Like, that's done. Like, the rookies are playing. The rookies are going to be able to see a maturation process September, October, November. That was not allowed in years prior. And that's why, as much as I like to dog on Isaiah Simmons, I will never, ever discredit the idea that his development was hampered by the prior regime. And now it looks like there's, even though they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, there's a glimmer of hope with that young man, number nine, in the back in the back end of the defense. Like, this could be something. Who knows? Who knows? Let's answer some, <laughs> of, these, let's answer some of these chat questions before we get out of here. Spencer76 saying, what's the timeline for a K-1 return? Johnny? Uh, so Kyler Murray was out here running around today. I think the timeline is... Can they get him off of PUP before the start of the regular season? That would give him definitive hope and the fan base that he would be ready the first month. If that's if that doesn't happen in the next two to three weeks, like he he, he can't come back until after the sixth week, correct? Yeah, or he I can't, think it's fourth now. Fourth he, now, yeah. Okay. But I mean, there's no timeline though. No, there's not. Is Nobody, that what you were setting me up for? To say I thought no so, time? but then you're. I mean, I'm. Well, like, I'm, man, trying, I'm, not, these I'm, I'm not hope. trying to be a smartass and say, "Hey, we don't. There's, we don't know what's going on." No, I mean, I think it's still. You know, he's putting in the work. It's a day to day thing, and we'll we'll see where they are. You know, tomorrow, and then the next day, and then hopefully, you know, I, like we said earlier this week with the Hollywood Brown quote tweet. You know, one up next as far as the absurd 2012 season that Adrian Peterson had eight months removed from ACL surgery. You know, it, I, they're talking about it. the The door remains open. You know, are you are you skeptical that it, it might not happen? I understand that, but the door is the door is don't open. Don't shake your head over here. No, I see I'm just saying. saying like we can't compare K1 to Andrew Peters. You don't think they're in the same Heisman Trophy as far winners. as freaks Oklahoma, like freak Oklahoma athletes? talent drafted in the top ten in two leagues. Adrian Peterson is carrying like bulls up a mountain with his teeth, <laughs> like. He's just a different dude. Like, I'm not comparing anybody to Adrian Peterson. I'm not saying Kyler hasn't put in the work by any stretch of the imagination. Because no, I, I he know he has. But come on, guys. Like, we've seen Adrian Pe- Like, he's uh, a physical freak. I saw Colt McCoy out there today. I saw I an said, old Adrian Peterson here wearing where Cardinals uniform. He was, he was really good that first game against Tampa. <laughs> and then what happened? Yeah. That first game against Tampa. 
I saw Colt McCoy out there today, and I said Kyler Murray can do that. I, now, oh. they, now, if it's the, their decision as to whether or not they want somebody at ninety percent to go out there and do what Colt does, or they want him one hundred percent back and whenever that is. But I, listen, I you know I I think Kyler is obviously I like I, I've always loved Kyler's abilities. Yes. And I've always been a, a Kyler guy. I think he's going to do a, a tremendous amount for this team when healthy. Um, and I do think that this, this system is going to help him grow immensely. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and I'm, I'm, what I'm hoping for is the growth that they're going to be able to add to it um, instead of throttle it down. And I think they will be because of his skill sets yeah. and, and you don't want to rush him back. You know, like I know it might get ugly in the first four to eight games it might they might start off you know anywhere from oh and eight to one in you know whatever i'm yeah. not even going to speculate but uh, we're all cautiously optimistic because of this but kyler murray is a difference maker period mm-hmm. and i just i i i i don't know how i think it's it's more on how comfortable is he going to feel to come back and when is that going to happen? Because he doesn't strike me as the type of person that's going to force himself to come back if he doesn't feel like he's 1,000% ready. That's what they've said. Awesome Ford Gannon said that he's going to come back when he's ready yep. to come back. Uh, Ryan in the chat, who gets the starting center job? Well, Yelda Froldholt is the center now, mm-hmm. but veteran Pat Fline is climbing up to second team after only being on the team a couple weeks. But I think a lot of that is who looks better in the preseason? Like if F line yeah. looks better and Yelda Froldholt is struggling in pass protection, getting blown up, like they won't hesitate to make that change. I think it's a coin flip. Absolutely. I mean, when you talk about Kyler Murray and, and your your most uh, your as far as assets go, you, you can't mess around with you know who's snapping the football and who's going to be on that offensive line. It, but I think Froholt is a guy that they want to win the job. I, th- I think that when Petsing brings him from Cleveland, he knows kind of the system he's going to run. He sees that there there could be potential there. With gaining some experience and some development, they want Fro, I think, to win that job. But they brought in Pat Fline as security blanket in mm-hmm. case there is some missteps, and, and maybe he just can't get the job done. But I think that there's some confidence in that offensive line. And like before we get out of here, I mean, that just to piggyback or parlay some of the things we said about Kyler and him in this offense. I mean, this is a guy that's going to be able to play under center for the first time in his career. He's going to have the conflict of that. Plus, you know, our defense is going to think he's going to hand the ball off yeah. or. Is he is he going to play action or is he gonna find you know, he's gonna get more wide open receivers than he ever has in his system? I mean, guys like Dorch and, and Wilson just have the ability to get open and when you have deadly accuracy like Kyler Murray, I mean, he's been he completes close to sixty nine, seventy percent of his passes already. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna see that number go up. Yeah, it's an offense that I think is gonna highlight his skill set and I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see all of you. I bet MGM Sportsbook every single football Sunday. Myself, Bull Brock, the occasional appearance by the GM Saul Bookman, the PHNX Cardinal Podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal Podcast. I'll be out there at every tailgate, sweating my ass off. (laughs) I promise you I will be. I love that shit. He's a man of the people. This is the podcast of the people, your premier PHNX Cardinals podcast post-game show. We want to thank Greg Dortch, the newest member of the PHNX Cardinals family. We will be back on Monday breaking down Game week, the Cardinals take on the Denver Broncos next Friday. Your coverage starts and ends with this podcast. Thank you to producer Emma making all of this Man, happen. She's a G. Yep. The superstar behind the scenes. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next week.